Hi, this is Jamal Fahim. I play Sunny June, and you're listening to the River Heights Buzz Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the River Heights Buzz Podcast. Happy New Year! (laughs) Happy New Year! First episode of the year, coming out on the 2nd. Can't believe that. Yeah. And here we are. (laughs) This is is episode 115. We're your hosts. I'm Alexa. And I'm Candice. Today we are talking about files book number 32, High Marks for Malice. Yep. There is nothing really newsworthy right now. So, Mm-mm. yeah, it's pretty uh, not exciting. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping, and I know I sound like a broken record, but I was really hoping that we would have some more information about game number 34 at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are. Here we are. So, I don't yeah. know. We are recording this episode before the holidays, I'm just saying. Yeah, so there is still hope that, you know, before the end of the year, technically, maybe we'll we'll learn something. I'm really hoping for a 2024 release date, but... Never know. You never know. We'll see. Yep. All right. I think if that's all the stuff, newsy stuff, then we can just jump right in. Yeah, I'm ready to go if you are. Do you have a book description for us? I do. Okay. This description for High Marks for Malice Files number 32, it says, Nancy and Ned visit prestigious Basson College to see their friend Luke Sheffield. Soon they learn Link is lying unconscious after a mysterious accident and Nancy and Ned become embroiled in a case of bogus degrees and blackmail that leads to murder. It says it was first published on February 1st, 1989. Okay. Um, And I think we should go ahead and do a trigger warning disclaimer for all of our listeners. Um, This particular story did not turn out the way that I thought it was going to. And it deals with some heavy topics, including um, potential suicide and murder, like you said. So if this is triggering or upsetting for any of our listeners, please feel free to do what's best for yourself. Take care of yourself. Uh, Skip this episode if you need to. Um, If you are listening to this episode and you are struggling with anything, please reach out. There are so many avenues that you can reach out to talk to someone. Um, You can even message us if you need to. Uh, Just do what's best for yourself. And if that means skipping this episode, we totally understand. Your health, mental health comes first. Exactly. With that out of the way, are you ready to dive in? I am. Okay. So, um, as you said, Nancy and Ned are together, and they are in Maryland, heading to Basson College to meet one of Ned's high school friends named Lincoln Sheffield. Um, The school is, like, super upscale and ritzy, and we learned that Lincoln's dad apparently owns a pretty well-known computer company. So he comes from some money. So it makes sense he goes to this school. Um, so Ned thinks that Lincoln and Nancy would get along really well. And he almost seems a little worried about it. Um, yeah. Which I thought was funny. But, you know, our girl Nancy loves Ned. so It's almost like they would get along really well. Mm-hmm. But if... That's the case. I've heard, like, if you're too similar, it might not really work out that well. Yeah. So. Exactly. They get to the school and they go to the bell tower, which is the location that they're supposed to meet Lincoln at. And they wait for a while, but he doesn't show up, which immediately worries Ned. Because Ned, I mean, he says multiple times, this isn't like Lincoln. This doesn't make any sense. He would never be late. So right from the beginning, Ned is worried. 
So they decide to uh, kill a little time while they're waiting for Lincoln, and they go to meet the girl that Nancy is going to be staying with, and her name is Cassandra. And immediately she seems, like, cold to Nancy. It's almost like she was jealous of Nancy, almost. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you just met each other. Why are you acting like this? Yeah, she knows absolutely nothing about Nancy at all. They meet her and talk to her for a few minutes, and then they head back towards the bell tower after calling for Lincoln while they were over at the dorm, and he didn't answer the phone. So something's going on. So as they're walking back towards the bell tower, Nancy notices something in a bush and takes out her trusty pen light to investigate, and she finds Lincoln laying on the ground looking super pale and semi-conscious. This might be kind of random. When I think of, because they talk, Nancy talks about her pen light. Mm-hmm. I think it's just some tiny little light. <laughs> that could just be me. Actually, I know what it is because this is funny. My dad has one. My dad is an auto mechanic, works on cars, but he has one, and it's literally, it's literally just like a pen, like it's that thin, with just a light at the end of it. That's literally how I thought, like, that pen you just showed me, obviously, listeners, you don't know, it's essentially like a ballpoint pen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't seem like there you would have much light. mm Like. <laughs> no, it's not very much, but I will say, even though the beam of light is small, it's pretty bright, so you can see into, like, small places with it. Okay. Yeah, and that's why my dad has it, because he uses it, like, when he has to work on engines or whatever, and has to, like, get in the nooks and crannies to see stuff, and it it helps him. Okay. But that's what I imagine every time that she talks about her pen light. Yeah, that's kind of, like, something similar, like, I was thinking, too. Like, Mm -hmm. not a big, obviously not as big as a flashlight, an average-sized flashlight, but, like, something small. Yeah, and I, I figure she probably does that because it's easier to carry yeah. Not heavy by any means. It would fit in pretty much any bag. Pretty much, yeah. So, it makes sense. Yep. Cassandra comes up at that point. They have her go and call in for an ambulance. Lincoln is taken to the hospital. Immediately, someone from the school shows up wanting an update, and we find out that it's someone that works, like, in the administration. Um, I think they said he works for, like, the registrar. So, I assume that has to do with, like... Um, admitting students dealing with financial aid that kind of thing he seems fishy to me like right from the beginning yeah it was strange because i'm sitting there thinking as i'm reading it i'm like why would someone in that position be going to the hospital i would think it would be more of like the president of the school that would go and this guy he was like don't tell these students anything I want to know all this information. Like, but the doctors, like, these people brought him in. Yeah. They're the ones that, like, are his friends and want to know what's happening, how he's doing, which I think, like, in any situation, that should be the case. Family, Mm -hmm. friends, let them know what's happening just so that they don't have to, like, worry more than they have to. Exactly. So why keep that kind of stuff under wraps? Yeah, it was super weird. Yeah. Um, so we learn from the doctor that Lincoln has a broken leg, some broken ribs, a broken wrist, and apparently is in a coma and is being transferred to ICU. That he is extremely lucky. Uh-huh. That that's all he has right now. Mm-hmm. Because it been could have been a lot worse. It could have, because we also learn from the doctor that apparently his injuries are consistent with the fall from a a pretty high place. Um, And this administrator from the school thinks that he climbed the bell tower. um, But Cassandra said that he would never do that. But apparently that's something that some of the students do. And um, whether it be for like a prank or like a dare or something, but I mean, that's obviously very dangerous. And like you said, Cass and Ned, they're like, no, Link would not do something like that. He's not that stupid. No. Like, he's a smart guy. Yeah. Like, he knows not to do something like that. Yeah. 
very dangerous. Yeah. Obviously, Cassandra, who later tells us to call her Cass, uh, is very upset by what happened. So she takes off and Nancy tries to give her some time to calm down, kind of um, deal with what has just happened, kind of deal with her emotions and, you know, let her kind of cool off for a little bit before going to go stay with her for the night. So she and Ned go and get some food and then they go to Lincoln's apartment where Ned is going to be staying while they're there. And they discovered that the door is unlocked, but Ned really doesn't say much, saying, you know, Lincoln is absent-minded. This really isn't that strange. But they open the door, and they see that the apartment is dark. And Ned goes in and apparently trips over something. And then Nancy calls his name, but there's silence. He doesn't answer. And the next thing we know, someone grabs Nancy and pulls her into the apartment. And covers her head. And covers her head terrifying so mm. apparently an intruder is in the apartment but this person is able to get away before being seen uh nancy and ned look around at the mess that has been made but they see that nothing was taken but it looks like there were some diskettes that had been gone through and some printed or printed out documents that had been gone through so not quite sure what this person was looking for at least as of right now but at least nothing was stolen uh, Ned then tells Nancy that Lincoln was a teaching assistant and that the teacher that he had been working under had unexpectedly passed away. And he, Lincoln, was given the task of taking over the last week of class to finish the students out. Um, Ned wondered if maybe someone had come looking for the final exam, but that really didn't make sense because that was already over. Yeah. So, I mean, that could have been a, a good um, thought to have, but the timeline just didn't fit. No. So, uh, Nancy noticed that there was, like, a box of taffy under the tree, because this is happening around Christmas time. Oh, so, and, question, kind of talking yeah. about that. To me, it seems like it's between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking, too. I think Christmas was already passed, but not very long ago no maybe just like a two or three days yeah maybe. so yeah that's what i was thinking too and so nancy noticed this box of taffy under the christmas tree and that reminded ned about how they used to eat taffy when they were younger when things were bad like when something was going on in their lives and so he wondered if maybe it could be a sign from Lincoln trying to tell him that something was going on. And so they opened the box and there was a piece of paper that was in it that had some kind of computer code on it, but neither Ned or Nancy knew what it meant, which I mean is understandable because, you know, computer codes, I mean, it's literally like another language. It's like Ned kind of has an idea about it, but it's obviously he's not really even more knowledgeable yeah. Like that some people are, but yeah. he still has some sort of an idea about like kind of what it is. Yeah. They started cleaning the apartment up and a note fell out of a book that said, mind your own business or we'll mess you up so bad you won't live to mess with your computer. So this seems like the reason why Link wanted Ned to bring Nancy along because he was in big trouble. Something was going on. Yep. So this immediately makes them think that Lincoln didn't fall from the bell tower, but that he was pushed. Almost like attempted murder. Exactly. So as they were finishing cleaning up, Nancy thought she heard someone out in the hallway. So they turned the lights off really quick. And the next thing that they know, the door bursts open and Nancy feels a gun in her side. Like, how? I thought she was hiding. Yeah, that one was strange for me. Um, I, I don't know. This part just, like, doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like, I, I get that the cops have to be there to do their job and everything. Mm -hmm. But it's just how the scene played out. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. It was the police, and they were 
there to arrest Nancy and Ned for breaking and entering, but they tried to explain what was going on, but ended up being questioned for about two hours before the cops finally called the hospital to talk to the doctor to verify their story. So they were then free to go. So Ned then called the hospital and we found out that there was no change in Link's condition. So is Link- Ned staying at Link's place? Yeah. That's okay, my understanding. Yeah. That's kind of what like I got from it too. Mm-hmm. And that Nancy was obviously staying with Cass. So Yeah. Um so they head back to the school and try to get into Cass's dorm. She comes in and has her laundry with her and really doesn't want to talk and then like immediately goes to bed because she said she was going to get up early to go to the hospital to visit Link, which I get that. She apparently works in the same building as Link does on campus. Uh, Nancy then walks Ned out to his car and he leaves and she decides to go and check the bell tower, which is now lit up. Apparently before it was not lit up. So she picks the lock and she gets into the tower and she goes all the way up and sees that there's like some gray uh, threads of fabric. And then she remembers that uh, Lincoln was wearing like a gray shirt. Yeah. So he was up there. As she's looking around, she suddenly hears voices and someone says no one would ever know that uh, Lincoln was up there. So that's clearly what happened. And someone else or someone else plus other people are involved. So my my question is, why was Link up there in the first place? Exactly. Got to figure that out. Yeah. Nancy goes out onto the ledge to hide because obviously she doesn't want to be seen because she doesn't know who's coming. If this is a good person or not, or someone that was involved, it clearly sounds like someone that was involved in hurting Lincoln. So, and it sounds like they... You know, I mean, if they're willing to do that, then they find someone else where there's not supposed to be someone else. Sounds like they have no problem taking care of that situation, however they see fit. So she goes out on the ledge outside of the bell tower. And I mean, you know, I always picture Nancy as being very thin, but the wood starts giving way underneath her weight, which I mean, it makes sense. Cause I'm assuming the way I was picturing it in my head, that this is probably an old bell tower. It's probably been on the campus since the school started. Probably. Yeah. You know, luckily the people leave and Nancy's okay. She doesn't fall. So she quickly leaves. Um, and she kind of searches for the people that she heard, but she doesn't see anybody. So she heads back to the dorm And early the next morning, she and Cass got up and she convinces Cass to eat with her and Ned. And she said no at first, but then she finally decides to go along with it. And so Nancy finds out that when Lincoln fell and was talking about someone being buried at the fish tank. At first it was like, was he like delusional when he said that in shock or or what does that mean? But we learned that apparently the fish tank is what the students call the building that they both worked in. So they head that way to eat and then Cass shows them the computer lab and Nancy asked to see other parts of the building and asked if Lincoln had an office there. And so Cass points her in the direction of where to go. But where she ends up pointing to is actually the guy's locker room. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she's like, oh, I guess that wasn't the place. It was in a different part. <laughs> so it's almost like she did that on purpose. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. She just wanted to embarrass Nancy. So the manager of the building was in the guy's locker room and was apparently at Lincoln's locker, which was weird. Um, So they leave the locker room. Nancy sees Cass again. And we learn that the manager's name is Mr. Pickering. And um, like I said, he's like the manager over the whole building. And he tells Cass that she can't have the time off that she had requested back during Thanksgiving break. But she was depending on having that time off to do some homework that she needed to get done. So Nancy volunteers to cover her shifts for her. 
And um, Mr. Pickering finally agrees to that. And Cass is grateful, even though she's been super rude to Nancy and has made like some snarky comments and stuff. But, you know, whatever. So this is just like a one time thing. Yeah. So I'm like, like, I get, you know, Nancy's trying to help out and stuff. But I'm like, is she going to get paid for this? Like, I mean, she never gets paid for anything. So, you know. <laughs> but like, even still, like, I'm guessing Nancy wouldn't put that on her resume. Mm, probably not. No. <laughs> no. Nancy then goes to find Ned in the computer lab. And the girl that was working in there is named Maria. And she is, like, heavy flirting with Ned. Like, super obviously flirting. And... Nancy then tells Ned, uh, she gets him alone, tells him everything that happened, including the bell tower situation that happened the night before. And then Nancy gets Ned to go check Lincoln's locker in the guy's locker room. And he goes, but it's already been emptied. By who? Yeah. So Nancy blames herself because she wanted to tell Ned about what had happened instead of immediately sending him to the locker room. But, you know, it is what it is at this point. So they decide to ask Cass to ask Pickering if she could take Lincoln's stuff to him since, you know, it would be better for her to ask instead of Nancy or Ned because, you know, they're not students there. They can say that they know this guy, but who really knows? You know what I mean? Maria then comes out of the computer lab and has a break. So they decide to go get some hot chocolate and they see Uh, Mr. Pickering, but they get a table pretty far from him so that he or anyone else can't overhear anything that they discuss. And we learned that uh, Maria stayed at school during the Christmas break so that she could make some overtime money because she seems to really need that. And the way that she talks about Lincoln, it's obvious that she doesn't know about his accident And we learned that the professor that Lincoln took the class over from had committed suicide. But uh, Maria said it was strange because he always seemed very happy. He was apparently working on some kind of project, but worked on it late at night so that there weren't as many students around. But Maria was working the late shift. And then he started coming in late in the evening, like later than he usually did. And then the next thing we know, he's gone. Yep. Very strange. So now apparently Lincoln is taking over this project that this teacher was working on. And he has like the professor's notes and printouts. So the conversation is kind of about that. And then Maria has to get back to work. So Ned goes with her because she had promised to get him a book that they had talked about earlier And so Nancy decides to go and do some exploring while they go do that. And as she leaves, she sees Cass leaving with something big under her coat, which was strange. And so Nancy tried to get her attention and hollered her name. And when Cass finally heard her, she like got real flustered and dropped the package and a bunch of papers went flying. And so she picked them up fast and got into a car that Nancy didn't know she had. And Nancy tried to flag her down again, but when she did, it was like Cass sped up in the car and was acting like she was going to run Nancy over. So, like, why was she going faster when she saw Nancy instead of slowing down? I mean, I don't know. I assume it was like an intimidation thing or like a game of chicken to see who's going to move first. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, dangerous no matter what, but I don't know. So then this next part confused me because you said, like, Cass picked up the papers, took them with her. But then when Nancy goes back to the parking spot, there's papers on the ground under a lock. So I'm like, did Cass only get some of the papers and the other papers are just left there? Like, That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that the way I pictured it in my head was that she was carrying, like, a big bundle of stuff. And so when it fell, I assumed that there were cars parked close to the car that she was in and that maybe the wind had blown and had blown some of them farther away. And maybe she thought she grabbed everything and just didn't. Maybe. That's, I don't know. That's what I thought. 
Yeah. And the uh, funny thing is, she uh, ended up taking Link's car. Yes. Yeah. So it's not her car. It was it was Lincoln's car. Yeah. Nancy went to see where Cass had been parked and saw by the names that it was the faculty parking lot and then realized, like we said, that it was actually Lincoln's car. Um, so he was at the fish tank before he went to the bell tower, maybe? Have to figure it out. So Nancy found some of the papers that had blown away and realized it was the stuff from Lincoln's locker. So it was Cass that had cleaned it out. Did so Nancy, she, go ahead. Did, no, did Cass ask Pickering to take the stuff? Did she not ask? Who knows at this point? Yeah. So Nancy decides to go back into the building to find Maria and Ned. And she was walking in the area where the paint was fresh because there were people that were working on the building. Which makes sense. I mean, during Christmas break, most of the students aren't there. It's a good time for people to work on the building and, and do things that need to get freshened up. And she overheard two people talking about Lincoln, Cass, and herself. Which is weird. Like, why would that be happening? Very weird. So, is Cass involved in what happened to Lincoln? I mean, there's lots of questions kind of going in Nancy's head now at this point. She heard someone coming, so she had to leave quickly. So, she made her way back to the computer lab, saw Ned and Maria closely talking. Ned comes out, says this isn't how it looks. He had taken the opportunity to tell Maria what had happened to Lincoln in case she found out from someone else and then thought it was weird that she spent time with Ned, but he didn't say anything. Yeah. So that makes sense. And she took it very hard and is very nervous. I guess Ned could use it to his advantage to flirt with people for a case. Yeah, for sure. Even though, you know, Nancy doesn't necessarily like that. But mm -hmm. if he gets information, as long as there's nothing like more than that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. She seems to know something. So Ned asks if he can get close to Maria to try to find out more information from her. And Nancy says yes. And so Nancy tells Ned what happened with Cass. And obviously he's worried and tells her to be careful. And so at that point they head to the hospital to see Lincoln. But um, there were tons of people there at the hospital. So Ned has Nancy go in while he tries to find like a parking spot. And we find out that Lincoln is still in the ICU and the nurse said that Cass was in there with Lincoln. So Nancy heads up to his room because at least at this point, it's only two people at a time, not to overwhelm the patient, you know. And so Nancy heads that way. She sees that his curtains are drawn and the door is closed and she wonders if maybe his condition has gotten worse and that's why it's closed off. And so she walks in and she sees Cass about to put a pillow over Lincoln's face like she was going to smother him. And that's like the worst yeah. thing to walk in on. Yeah, not what I was expecting at all. No. So Nancy barges in, but Cass said that she was merely putting the pillow behind his head because the pillow he had wasn't good. And so Nancy essentially confronts her about almost running her over and taking the stuff from Lincoln's locker and she said she did it so that Nancy wouldn't get his stuff, which was a weird response. But we find out she thought that Lincoln liked Nancy because he had apparently talked about her coming to visit a lot. But Nancy's like, no, we've never met. Like, I don't know this guy. He doesn't know me. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. So Cass admits that she loves Lincoln and was super jealous of Nancy. I mean, girl, it was obvious you were jealous but okay yeah um now things are better with that squared away then the monitors hooked up to lincoln started going off so the doctor came in and said that there was some improvement and that they should let him rest and so they decide to leave and go to a coffee shop off campus and nancy gets cast up to speed on what's happened since they're on the same side now like it's all worked out and lincoln didn't believe that the professor um that he had worked for had committed suicide. His car was apparently found at a mountain pull-off and it was carbon monoxide poisoning, which is a very weird way to finish yourself off. Nancy told Cass how Lincoln had mentioned a body at the fish tank and Nancy wonders 
if during this work the professor was doing, he found out something and had to be taken care of. And now that Lincoln took the project over, was he next? Was this a, a true attempt on his life? So they decide to go over to Lincoln's apartment to look over the stuff in his locker in private. And they go to turn on Lincoln's computer because the printouts have that weird computer language on him. And the next thing they know, his computer explodes. And the sizzling noise that they heard was kind of what saved them in a way. Yeah. And now it makes sense as to why uh, Link wanted to switch shifts at the library. Because originally Link was during the day and Maria was like the late slash night shift. So Mm -hmm. then now Maria's days and Link was nights. Yeah. They're all okay, except Cass has a cut on her cheek, but it isn't that bad. So they spend some time cleaning up the mess, try to think about who could have done this, and Cass immediately thinks someone named Marty Chan, who uh, had previously graduated from the school and teaches in the computer department. So they decide to go and try to meet with him to find out some information, and they take what's left of... Link's computer to see if there's anything that can be done to save it. They get to where this guy lives and Nancy doesn't recognize him or his voice. So it's not likely that he was one of the attackers from earlier. Uh, They show him the computer and he can tell right away what happened. Like this guy is no novice when it comes to computers. Like this is what he does. He says there's nothing that they can do to salvage it. He says not even the professor that had died could have fixed it, which is a good segue into talking about him. Um, Marty says that his death doesn't make any sense and that he would not have left his students. So what went down? Yeah. So that's now multiple people that don't agree with the idea of suicide. So that's important. So he talked about how um, this professor who they called Doc had gone to Philadelphia for Thanksgiving, and it was after that that he started working on this project and was kind of, like, obsessively working on it. Um, They show Marty the one slip of paper that had the computer language on it, and he can't really make heads or tails of it, so he asked to see if there were other printouts. So Nancy goes out to the car to get them because they're in the trunk, and as she's walking back to the apartment, someone comes up behind her, grabs her by the neck, and says he'll break her neck if she doesn't hand over the printouts. I feel like that's the worst thing to go through at night. Because she's clearly being watched. Yeah. Very scary. So Nancy, thinking quickly on her feet, throws the printouts in the air. That is not something I would have thought of, but I mean, it works, you know, throws them up in the air. And once again, pulls out the karate moves. Welcome to the movie scene. Which cracks me up. And it's at this point that Ned and Cass and Marty come out and Ned sees the guy and he gets the guy off of Nancy and the guy takes off. So they gather all the papers up and they go back inside Marty's apartment and he's starting to review everything and figure out what's going on. But there are some codes that are like partially missing And while they're going through everything, Cass finds an invitation to the dinner in Philadelphia that Doc had gone to. Um, And it has his handwriting on it about some man that got an award named Andrew. Maybe this guy's involved somehow. Not really sure. At this point, Marty had to go to a meeting. So Nancy told him that she would make copies of the documents for him to continue reviewing because she didn't want to leave the originals. And I get that. Next day, they move Maria to the top of the suspect list. Maria had the motive of needing money, which is why she stayed at school during the Christmas break to work. They went to check on Lincoln at this point, but there were still no significant changes. Cass had to go to interview someone for a paper that she was working on. Ned went out to get the copies made for Marty. Nancy tried going to the alumni office to find out about this guy that won the award because he apparently was a graduate of the school. Um, But that office was closed because of the break. So she headed to the library. And the next thing she knew, someone came up behind her with chloroform and she was knocked out. Is it just me or does it seem weird that the main doors were locked? Yeah, 
that's weird. Why would side doors be open? And my thought was like, this guy that Nancy was talking to, was he in on it in some way? I don't know. So I'm like, that just, that seemed weird. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, after a while, Nancy finally comes to and her tote bag was gone, but she slowly started finding a trail of what was in it. And luckily nothing was taken, not even the invitation that she had kept because she had stuck it in a magazine. So either it wasn't seen or it wasn't noticed as being important. Nancy then went into the library, was looking for the alumni books, and she could not find any mention of the guy who won the award in Philadelphia. She then looked at the most recent book and saw Doc in it. And then she realized that um, the registrar, Mr. Chapin, was there, the guy from earlier at the hospital. He asked Nancy if she was interested in going to school there. And then they talked about Lincoln, and he was saying he was lucky but foolish to have climbed the bell tower. He also said they hadn't had any luck in trying to get in touch with Link's father, who was out of the country. And then all of a sudden, he had to, like, quickly go and do something. And he told Nancy to stop by his office if she had questions about the school. Nancy then reported for work where she was covering for Cass. She found the work to be easy and fun because it was like doing workout stuff and helping students work out the correct way so they don't get hurt. Um, she takes a break and she went down to meet Ned and Maria. And Maria was, once again, heavy flirting with Ned. Maria was talking about how lucky it was that they had found Lincoln and that Nancy was able to cover for Cass. She was asking lots of questions about Nancy, why she was there, what she was doing. So it's obvious she's trying to learn information. Yeah. Like, not subtle about it at all, but okay. Nancy went back to work, and then after a little while, Maria showed up saying that she was sent to help Nancy, which was weird, so Nancy asked if she could cover while Nancy went down to the laundry room. But Maria said, no, I'll go instead. Which was weird, but okay. Maria also stuck to Nancy and wouldn't let Nancy out of her sight. And the, after a while, the towels were still getting backed up. So while Maria was busy helping another student, Nancy went to the basement and got lost at first. Finally found the laundry room and where the towels were stuck. She grabbed two of them and fixed it and then realized that the third was covering a split in the hot water pipe. And by moving it, now hot steam was coming right towards her face. That was really dangerous. Very dangerous for many different reasons. Yeah. Nancy reacted quickly and dropped to the floor. So thankfully she was not burned. She had a hard time trying to get the door open, but she finally did. And when she did, she essentially ran right into Maria, who was really freaked out and took off running. Okay. Nancy, yeah, very weird response. Nancy finally caught her and she said she was afraid of the pipe exploding. Um, so she went to get a phone call to get someone to fix the pipes. And she then said that basements made her nervous and that she has a phobia of being underground. I mean, okay, but it still really doesn't explain her reaction. No. Weird. Um, Nancy wondered if the whole thing had been rigged by someone who knew Nancy would be covering for Cass. So that's a possibility. After Nancy's shift was over, she took her time getting changed and then made her way back to the basement to check the laundry room again. It was obvious that the pipe had been cut. It wasn't an accident. Now Nancy really thinks Maria is involved. Nancy then left the fish tank and headed back to the dorm where she was supposed to meet Ned and Cass. They were going to go to the hospital to see Lincoln and then go to see Marty to see how far he had come with reviewing the printouts that Ned had made. Nancy got to Cass's room, but it was dark. But even though it was dark, she could see that the room had been ransacked. Next thing she knew, she heard movement. Someone tried to come out of the closet to escape. Nancy threw herself at this person. And lo and behold, it ended up being Maria. Why was she there exactly? Yes, very strange. Maria then bursts into tears, explaining that she was trying to find Nancy, but found Cass's room in shambles, and then heard footsteps, panicked, didn't want to be seen, so she went to hide. She said that the basement accident was meant for her because she had been given orders by her computer to not let Nancy go down there. Okay... 
someone is sending her messages to do things. Otherwise, they said she will be the next one to have an accident. So she's clearly scared. Something crazy is going on. So they then get a phone call that Ned and Cass are downstairs and they have good news. Nancy convinces Maria to go down with her because she will be able to help them with what's going on. We find out that Lincoln is out of his coma. So Nancy gets them up to speed on what's happening and we learn what's going on with Maria. Basically, students have been hacking into the school system. And so Mr. Pickering said they needed a better way to hide sensitive information. Otherwise, the system would be shut down which would put Maria out of having a job. And that's probably not what she wants to have happen. Exactly. So she created a program to fix this and she gave the program to Pickering, but he gave it back to her a week later saying that they had already found a solution. Now an alarm would go off on her computer since she works there to alert her that someone is hacking in. And if that system that was hacking in wasn't on the okay list, it would shut uh, the connection down seemed to work at first until after Thanksgiving, when doc showed Maria a printout of her program, not realizing it was hers that she had created. She explained it to doc because he hadn't been able to get it to work. She never printed out the program though. So she didn't know how that had gotten printed out next night. He took her shift for her and then he died the next day. Very strange timeline. After Doc's memorial service, Lincoln had Maria switch shifts with him, and he said that he was avenging a friend's death. Obviously, Doc. Uh, Maria was really scared about what was happening. She went to Pickering and asked if he had made a copy of her program, and he said he didn't know how. Maria started playing around on the computer and found out that parts of her program had been used. And when she talked to Lincoln about it, he wasn't there, and that was the night of his accident. Mm -hmm. Then Maria got a message on her computer telling her to mind her own business and follow orders or she would have an accident too. Her orders were to find out why Nancy and Ned were there. They need to figure out how this program is being used. They give Maria the printouts and it is her program so she can figure out these codes. When Ned dropped the copies of the printouts over to Marty, he told Ned that Doc had copies of certain graduates from 1970 onward. And none of them are in Marty's alumni directory, but these people do exist because Ned looked them up and they have like really high paying jobs. So something weird is going on here. As they're leaving, Nancy sees a barber shop with someone getting their beard shaved and she like has an epiphany and asks Cass if Pickering ever had a beard and he did until a couple of days ago. So now everything is starting to make sense. Pickering has the means to be behind what's going on because he's in complete control of the fish tank. He can come and go as he pleases, and it's not weird. Maria figures out the changes made to her program and turns out someone has been creating fake transcripts and diplomas for people and then blackmailing these people for huge amounts of money that are then, like, turned around into, air quote, donations. Yeah, that just seems a whole really fishy. Yeah. The reason these people weren't on the alumni documents was because they were not real alumni. Um, Pickering is behind all of it. While going through the program, the alert goes off and Maria presses the buttons she's supposed to, to press. And somehow it activates some printer somewhere. Nancy has a hunch. So they take off for the bell tower. Sure enough, there's a laser printer in there that's now working. Okay. So why in the heck is there a laser printer in the bell tower? I guess because it's locked and they don't think anybody would suspect something like that being in there. I don't know. But like, you never hear something like that. No. <laughs> and it's like, isn't there like a distance limit or something like between where the computer is and where the printer is? I mean, I don't know. And I mean, obviously when this was written, Wi-Fi wasn't a thing. Yeah. So like, <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know. That's confusing. I don't, I don't know how it works. So as they try to leave, uh, the whole bell tower catches on fire and they're all trapped. They can't get out. The lights then go out, but they decide to cut the ropes and start ringing the bells like crazy, hoping to get attention. And it works. They hear sirens and they end up being saved. They give their statements to the police. 
The crew heads over to the administration building to get proof of what had happened because at this point they don't have any proof. They see a light on in Mr. Chapin's office and they see him like push aside a picture on the wall and there's a safe. They can't wait around for him. So they head off to the fish tank. They went to the computer lab. Poor Marty was there and he'd been beaten up really badly. While Marty was knocked out, the program was erased, of course. So it's like people are a step ahead of Nancy at this point. Ned goes to get ice for Marty. Uh, Whoever had hit Marty was apparently left-handed, like Mr. Chapin, whose house is across from the bell tower. He's apparently good with computers and now has a terminal at his house, so he must be involved somehow, too. We find out Pickering also lives walking distance to the bell tower. So Chapin apparently knocked out Marty while Pickering set the fire at the bell tower. Chapin had also turned up at the ER, like I said earlier, when Lincoln was taken there after the accident. Chapin wasn't packing in his office. He was busy getting rid of evidence. Nancy then realizes that Chapin had a white jacket on and was going to the hospital. So they rush to the hospital and Cass distracts the nurses, saying that a patient had walked away. And Nancy rushes in and Lincoln is halfway awake. Suddenly, Mr. Chapin comes in and has a needle that Nancy is able to knock it out of his hand and knocks him out with those fancy karate moves again. Why is it like this seems like with um, Link not rem- like obviously with all the stuff going on? Why does it remind me of Secret of the Scarlet Hand? A little I mean, bit. Yeah, <laughs> it does. The nurses come in. Realize that Chapin isn't a doctor there, so he ends up being arrested, and we now learn the whole story. Basically, about 15 years ago, a student was caught cheating on an exam and was kicked out of the school. He then called Chapin, saying he would give him $1,000 to create a fake diploma for him, or else he was going to lose his job since his boss wanted a copy of the diploma he said he had. Chapin did it, then realized the kind of money that he could make by doing this. Before Chapin had the computer terminal at his house, he did most of his stuff at the fish tank and Pickering found out, wanted a cut of the business. And then he had the idea of talking to Maria about security. So Chapin was glad to have a partner in Pickering because clearly he was using his brain to, you know, make sure that they weren't going to get caught. Lincoln hadn't figured out what had happened, but when Chapin saw him at the bell tower, he thought he'd been figured out. And that's why he pushed Lincoln Everything was going fine with their plan until Doc went to that banquet and realized that this person, sorry, that this person, um, Andrew, never went to the school. And so he started investigating. That night, the alarm went off the fish tank. Doc showed what he'd found to Chapin, not realizing he was the one behind everything. Chapin then took Doc home, gave him some knockout drops, whatever that is. And staged the death scene. Lincoln then... I mean, this is craziness. Lincoln then tells Cass he didn't tell her what was going on because he didn't want her to get hurt. And he admits that she means a lot to him. So hopefully they get together. Uh, Marty then takes Maria out for a meal. Okay, so... um, That's it. Marty is a teacher, correct? Yeah, I was kind of confused about that, too. Um, Maria is a student, correct? Yeah. Is, is that, or is that not illegal in some way? Uh, yeah, you would think. Um, yeah, that's just, no, that does not sit right. (laughs) No, not by any stretch. So. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I'm willing to look past it, I guess. But, uh, that's it. This, like I said, was a strange one. I mean, it was there was a lot of action in this one, for sure. Yeah, it was just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I so. feel like this one, and remember the one we did um, at Sisters in Crime? These two yeah. at the school ones were, I feel like, equally deadly in some way. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So. That's where we're at. Yep. You know what I was thinking? What's that? Since 
these last few books, Nancy has done some karate-style moves that you only ever really see in the movies or TV. We should have, like, this little thing, this title, whatever, when it's just, like, at the movies or something. Mm-hmm. With, like, Nancy Drew-related something. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we just have a title for this moment or whatever moment it is. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I'll do I mean, some the research. The only thing and... that I could think of of why the, around this time period, it seems like there's a lot of mention of karate, was I think this is around the time, like, the Karate Kid came out. Oh, maybe. I think. Yeah. So maybe that's why. Maybe. But, yeah. We'll figure that out. <laughs> yep. All right. I don't think I have any other notes on the book. So what's happening next week? Next week, we will be discussing uh, book number 103, Heart of Ice. Another icy one. (laughs) Yep. Continuing on with the kind of same theme. Yep. Looking forward to that one. Yep. And we have a very special interview next week. Yes, we do. You'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, not see, but listen. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm excited for that. It's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's everything that you have. That's everything I have. That's right. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye, guys. You can find us on Instagram at River Heights Buzz. You can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, the River Heights Buzz Podcast Central Buzz. And you can follow us on Twitter at River Heights Buzz with just one Z. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to keep an eye out for our next episode.